You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Good afternoon and good evening, whichever time you're actually listening to the show. We get that's why you were saying that. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 11 of I Doubt It. I am your host, your venerable host, Jesse Dollimore, and sitting across from me is your English-speaking co-host, Brittany Page. Hello, everybody. That is perfect, perfect English you just spoke. Happy 11th episode. <laughs> we do want to thank you. Um, the show has been receiving, I wouldn't say critical acclaim, but we are ranked uh, very often, very highly on the iTunes chart in our category of news and politics. And uh, I've actually done a little bit of exploring through the, 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 the reams and reams of different podcasts that there are and listen to a few, and they do this weird thing where in the beginning of the podcast, they start off with, this is I Doubt It with Dollamore, episode 27. And then they start the intro, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Because if you're just listening to a show, or the radio, or TV, they just, they don't tell you, episode blah, 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 and then start the regular intro. They just fucking get at it. So, we're going to just do that for you. We're just going to get right at it. As always, please, if you have time or inclination or just that kind of a charitable soul, go to iTunes and rate and review us or just rate us. Five stars. Well, that would be that, that would be best if you really think we suck. If you're an avid listener who listens every day and really thinks we suck, then you can give us a lower grade. But we don't know what you're doing wasting your time listening to us if uh, you think we suck. So rate and also... Review, if you are extra kind and extra charitable, you could write a three-word thing. They kick ass or whatever you want to put. Brittany is cool. <laughs> Brittany is a DB. Definitely. No. As long as you just write DB. Okay, yeah. yeah. We, we won't tell them what DB means. Yeah. It's not douchebag. Not douchebag. It's not dingleberry. Not dingleberry. It's not... There's only one thing left that it could be. So if you don't know. It's not diabolical botulism. Definitely not that. <laughs> Although that's very clever. So get at us. 657-464-7609. 657-464-7609. We want to hear from you. A lot going on this week. It's been a, a very big news week. Uh, it's given the 24-hour news monkeys... That's monkeys, not junkies. It's given the 24-hour news monkeys a little break, a little uh, break from the monotony that has been the Malaysian 370 plane crash. A terrible tragedy, although no one still knows what the hell's going on. Apparently, they're, they've, they've, they've found pings. Is that right? Yeah, they've been doing the pings in the water with the... They think they have found the black box now, but they're not sure. And It's an amazing thing to me that they are... They are estimating that that the black box, if whatever's causing that noise that they've found, they are estimating that it's 15,000 
feet under the ocean. That's like the, the height of Mount Rainier. It, that's an amazing amount underneath the ocean. There's only like six or seven vehicles, they say, that can even get to that depth. Wow. Ma- manned vehicles. It's, it's crazy. fucking insane. But we had a few things happen this week. Obviously, the Fort Hood shooter, um, you know, Megan Kelly not going to, she's not going to say his name. And we had an odd, just crazy thing happen in Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah, Pennsylvania officials sought a motive on Thursday for a stabbing rampage at a high school where a 16-year-old student was accused of wielding two knives and wounding nearly two dozen people. The attacker stalked through Franklin Regional High School in Murraysville near Pittsburgh, stabbing victims in the torso and slashing their arms and faces with 8-inch steel blades before being tackled by an assistant principal. Wow, that is, I, I would, it's obviously unbelievable, but it's unprecedented. This isn't, uh, this is a new one. Yeah, sophomore Alex Herbal, H-R-I-B-A-L, <laughs> was taken into custody and charged with attempted homicide and aggravated assault. And listen, if you listen, you tune in to Megan Kelly, she's not going to say his name. That's how the, the kind of disrespect she's going to give the guy, not even saying his name. But on this show... We're going to butcher his name. We're going to say it radically incorrectly. Yeah, if you know how to say it, let me know. I don't know how to say it, so whatever. (laughs) 21 students and a security officer were stabbed in the incident. And one of these stabbing victims getting the most attention is a student named Nate. And he is getting some attention, not just because he's a survivor. Everybody Uh, is a survivor. This is selfie guy, right? This is selfie guy. He posted a selfie from the hospital with a caption that said, chillin' at children's, you know, like children's hospital. Wow. And he was in his hospital gown and he was holding up his arm. He got stabbed on his arm, on the forearm area. And there was a bandage kind of wrapped around his his wound and then he's kind of given a duck face and holding his phone up in his other hand it's a mirror selfie and a duck face selfie very yeah. impressive yeah he's 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 uh, covering multiple bases in one uh, one shot that's nice yes lots of selfie multitasking bases. yes so he's getting attention because he's being hailed a hero uh. after he pulled the fire alarm to alert other students of- about the knife wielding student of course he's being labeled a hero Ugh. All right, we're gonna we're gonna sidetrack here because I've got a I got a, a little bit of a rant, a minor rant. Something that's, this is something Jesse hates. <laughs> it's something that's bothered me for a long time, and it's that the bar we've lowered the bar, and I maybe as Americans, maybe as a I, I mean, can't speak for other countries because you know proud to be an American, but which is also your karaoke song. So I can't. It bothers me so much that we've lowered the bar. We've lowered the bar so low for the threshold of what a hero is. It's, I don't know when it started, but back, back in the day during World War II times, men were men. And if you went to war, you were doing your duty for your country. You didn't come back a hero, a war hero. You came back having done a, a good duty. And they respected you for it. But not everyone was lauded as a hero. And I don't know if it seems like for me, I noticed it around 9-11 that after night now, I'm not talking about the, the firemen and the cops and the first responders that died during the 9-11, because I really do believe they were they did something heroic. 
when you're running into a building that is that is destined to burn and you are you are facing likely facing death while people are running out that's heroic that is above and beyond after 9/11 everybody's a hero if you don the uniform of any type it's it seems like today even bus bus drivers greyhound bus drivers are going to be heroes because they have a uniform on if you're a fire if you just you're a random firefighter who puts out house fires in middle america oh what a hero what a hero if you're a cop who solves a crime oh thank you so much what a hero and i think it's bullshit just because you join the military and you get deployed somewhere you're not a hero you're making a choice you're doing a job to go back to the firefighter thing if you go and put out a fire you get a paycheck for that you're not volunteering you're not doing something oh what a wonderful person. If you were doing that for free, if you were walking by and you saw a, uh, a kid burning in a house and you run in there and do something, that's, that's heroic. If you put out a fire because you get a paycheck every week, you're doing your job. A noble job, I respect you. I think that's wonderful. But it doesn't rise to the level of hero. And it's the same with the military. Look, I served, I served many years in the Marine Corps, and I'm not a hero. I may have done, had some courage and did some courageous things, but I'm not a hero. I did nothing heroic. It's, it's damaging, I believe, to... Well, I think it's damaging to the, the people who are actually heroes. If you're considering this knucklehead, Nate the knucklehead bandage selfie kid, if you're labeling that guy a hero, I think it's disrespectful to those who have served in the military especially, and have earned medals of honor or Navy crosses. You know, there are, there are two in, in the Marine Corps and in the Navy. I'm most familiar with those because I, I served in, in the Department of the Navy in the Marine Corps. Um, you have the Medal of Honor, which the Army also has, and then right below that you have what's called the Navy Cross. Typically what happens is if you get the Medal of Honor, you've died during your duty during your heroic act, and then they give you the Medal of Honor. T typically, that's how it is. And then below that is the Navy Cross. In the Army, I believe they call it the, the Army Cross. Earning one of those two distinctions, being awarded those one of those two, is very heroic. You've done something heroic. It's not your everyday, run-of-the-mill duty. That's what a hero is. Pulling a fire alarm... I don't really consider that heroic. I wouldn't, I don't know that I would even consider what the assistant principal did heroic. He's doing his job. It's, it's basic human decency. It's what you should do if you see something bad going down. It's not like he, especially because the kid had a knife. If the, if the guy had a gun and he had it pointed right at him and he dives in front of someone to, to catch the bullet, that's pretty heroic. It, it might be just my own pet, personal pet peeve issue, but it's, uh, it's certainly controversial. It's not something that everybody believes. Well, in talking about the assistant principal tackling the kid, his job is to protect his students. That's part of his job. They receive training on what to do in these situations, and they're told that, you know, protection is something that they need to do. Absolutely. And so that's what he was doing. He was doing his job. He tackled the kid with the knife, and he held him down until authorities arrived. Yeah. Now, Nate, he got stabbed. So that's terrible, but he I wasn't. Even, hang on. I, sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but 
I don't even know that he got stabbed. He got cut. And I think there's a distinction between the two. I know they're saying he was a stabbing victim, but he got sliced with a knife. It's terrible. It's shitty. You shouldn't have to go through that when you're just going to school. But let's, let's be realistic about what exactly happened to the kid. Yeah, so I'll continue to say he was stabbed. And um, <laughs> so he got stabbed in the arm. He wasn't immobilized. There were victims in this school that were immobilized by their wounds. They got sliced through the liver and the diaphragm, and they were bleeding out, and they are currently in critical condition because they screwed him. He screwed those kids up good. So those people who were immobilized, they couldn't do anything to warn other people. But Nate, he got slashed in the arm. I'm sure it hurt, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure he needed to stop bleeding, but he wasn't immobilized, and he was able to do something. And if you're still able to do something, that should just be what you do in order to protect people. Right. It's Like I said, basic, common, human decency. Yeah. It's not to steal a line from Hillary Clinton, because there's not much good she does, but... We're, it's a village. It takes a village. And we're all accountable to one another in some degree. And I think pulling the fire alarm is the very least that he could have done. Yeah. So controversial as that may be, it's 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 what it is. Let me know what you think. 657-464-7609. Other controversial things that are going on. There is a documentary. Was that is that how you describe it? Yeah, it's a film, a 2013 documentary that explores violence against women in honor-based societies, you know, in Muslim countries through the eyes of nine women with personal experience with such violence. It premiered at the Chicago International Film Festival in October 2013, so it's kind of interesting that it's getting so much publicity right now and causing such a stir, but the film focuses on three major crimes of violence committed by these societies, forced marriage, honor killings, and female genital mutilation. I think the reason that it's getting so much press right now is the fact that CARE, which is the Council on American-Islamic Relations, they've started throwing a fit. Had they kept their their mouth shut, this probably wouldn't be getting the press that it's getting. But because, and just to refresh your memory of who CARE is. The Council for American-Islamic Relations. Right. They, The United States government sued them. I believe this is this is what happened, but... In, in 2007, the, U- the U.S. government sued them to some degree for raising money for and distributing to terrorist organizations like Hamas. And I don't mean like Hamas, like a simile. I mean, they, they did that for Hamas and other groups. So they're, they're on thin ice where it relates to the U.S. government in general, but they are definitely not some charity or some legitimate organization. They are a front for raising money for terrorist organizations. Yeah, and so CARE has kind of been involved with the Honor Diaries in terms of preventing screenings. They're, they've been trying to show screenings around the country and get the movie out there, get this information out there, get people aware of what's happening in these societies. CARE does not want that happening. Yeah, right? and CARE is yeah. has been preventing showings from happening. Uh, two cancellations happened at the University of Mi- Michigan and another at the University of Illinois. So, listen, I don't want to, I, I don't want to parse any words here. I want everybody to know exactly how I feel about this. <laughs> Do you ever not let us know exactly know, how know, you I feel? Know, uh, notwithstanding my beliefs about all religion, Islam especially, Islam itself is is a religion that asserts a fourth century worldview on modern day humans. 
There's no way to argue that with forcing women to wear burqas and their views on homosexuality, where in many, many countries it's punishable by death. So don't, don't kid yourself that this is just, oh, it's just religion like Catholicism, which is also terrible, but not like this. Killing homosexuals. Carte blanche for wife beating, wife murdering in some cases. And, and this kind of stuff is going on in Iraq and Iran and Saudi Arabia and Mas in I almost said Maser. That's Egypt and Arabic. That's almost like a humble brag. Weird. Yeah, you're humble bragging it up. <laughs> in Egypt and Afghanistan and Pakistan and, uh, th you know, the list goes on and on and on. This kind of behavior. Look, women can't vote in Saudi Arabia, which is a modern country. It's not a backwoods hillbilly country like Afghanistan where you've got tribal warlords who rule sections of the country. Saudi Arabia is an ally of the United States and their women can't vote. They, their women can't drive cars legally. In Pakistan, which is also an ally of the United States, in Pakistan, Malala was shot in her head because she was advocating, as a teenager, mind you, advocating that girls be allowed to go to school. So she was shot in her head. They tried to murder her. And what was her crime? Was she, was she trying to murder someone? Or was she doing something terrible? No, she was advocating for education for females. And they tried to assassinate her. On her school bus, right. on her way to school. This is, the, and what a brave little girl. Unbelievable. This is the level that Islam rises to. This is what Islam is about. And before you say, well, this is just a fringe little segment of them, it's not. You know, there, there's, there's this odd leftist, super bleeding heart liberal movement that's, uh, can't judge. Don't judge. I'm not, I won't judge because that's your culture. That's, that's just your belief. Bullshit. It is, it's un, unbearable and unbelievable that in, in, in modernity, in a modern society, we would allow this kind of behavior to go on without stark con condemnation from intellectuals and from people of note. Well, and... <laughs> Shockingly, on April 10th, there was an article in the Washington Post titled, Iraq Poised to Legalize Marriage for Girls as Young as Nine. As young as nine years old. So by mid-2013, more than one-fourth of females were married as children in Iraq, and 5% had been wed before the age of 15. Now the Iraqi government is poised to legalize child marriage for the nation's majority Shiite Muslim population— but the law, which some expect to pass before this month's parliamentary elections, would do significantly more than that. Called the Jafari Personal Status Law, it would prohibit Muslim men from marrying non-Muslims, prevent women from leaving the house without their husband's consent, automatically grant custody of children older than two to their father in divorce cases, and legalize marital rape. And that's what they're trying to do. Marital rape. That's this year. Yeah, that's that's so when I say that they're trying to assert fourth century, they're trying to force that on modern day humans. That's unbelievable. And th where's the outrage? Where's the outcry? Well, and, and again, hearkening back to a previous religious roundup, 
where's the outcry from the moderate Muslims? The, the problem is, is moderate Muslims are few and far between. Didn't Pew just do some recent studies where they, they, they talked to, to like tens of thousands of, of Muslim men? Yeah, they did a, a big research release April of 2013, and the survey involved a total of more than 38,000 face-to-face interviews in 80-plus languages. It covered Muslims in 39 countries, and they're divided into six regions, but I'm going to talk about the statistics from the Middle East and North Africa. That includes Iraq, Palestinian territory, Morocco, Egypt, but most of the population in that region is, is made up of Iraq and Palestinian territory. So... One of the questions they asked was, is it necessary to believe in God to be a moral person? And 91% of Muslims said, yes, you need a belief in God to be a moral person. Mm. Now, they broke down some behaviors of, well, what is morally wrong? So we'll get a little idea here of what they believe is morally wrong. For that region, 95% believe that prostitution is morally wrong. (laughs) 93% believe that homosexuality is morally wrong. Mm. 94% believe sex outside of marriage is morally wrong. So if you marry the nine-year-old, not morally wrong, and have sex with her. But if you just have sex with her before you marry her, wrong. Exactly, Mm. apparently. Because that law that we were just speaking about, the Jafari personal status law is going to permit girls to marry as young as nine, and girls younger than nine would be permitted to marry with a parent's approval. So, so apparently that's moral. Right. So if, you, if you're a parent who's on hard times, and this does happen, you're economically depressed, you have a, you have, you're having problems, and your only choice that you can see is to sell your four- or five-year-old daughter to a 60-year-old man to marry, as long as you give permission, it's okay with Islam. And I guess we should clarify that these nine-year-old girls, they're not going to be marrying people their age. They, oh, no. They're this being is... married off to grown men who are going to abuse them and hurt them. And it's terrible. I, I want to go back to let's, – let's address what you were just reading in a second. I also want to go back to the percentage of men who believe they have the right to do these things. And it, it is un, – this is Iraq. This is a, a Washington Post poll. And this is based strictly on Iraqi men. That 33% believe they have the right to force their daughter to marry before the age of 18. If that was going on in the United States, there would be uproar and outrage that someone would force their daughter to marry before the age of 18. There would be outrage if they just forced the daughter to marry, period. So where's the outrage that this kind of shit is going on in our world, in our planet? But no, can't judge. Don't judge. Won't judge. It's, it's, it's abhorrent. Um, 40% of Iraqi men believe they have the right to prevent their, their wife from political participation. 40%. Here we are. We're approaching 50% now. 47% of Iraqi men believe they have the right to prevent their wife from working outside the home. <laughs> Where's the outrage? Here we are. We've, we've reached 50%. We have two. Two left. Uh, 50% of men believe they have the right to beat their wife if she goes out of the house without permission. 50. 
half of Iraqi men believe it is their right. It's not, it's not, oh yeah, well, I, I think I should, should be able to do that. They believe it's their right. There's a distinction there. And finally, 56% of Iraqi men believe they have the right to beat their wife if she disobeys, like she's a child or like she's property. And 87% of Muslims surveyed in this Pew Research poll completely or mostly agree with the fact that a wife must obey her husband. So that's 87% that believe a wife needs to obey her husband. Unbelievable. So women's rights aren't really a thing. <laughs> no, clearly. <laughs> clearly. You know, Muslims, all religions, they get whiny and they get bitchy when they get criticized. Especially Islam. It's extra sensitive. I've always thought, though, that, you know, if the truth doesn't need defense... If you tell me you don't believe in gravity, I don't need to defend it because it exists. It's truth. There's no need to defend it. Islam is constantly having to defend itself because what it practices is terrible, horrible shit. Same with the Catholic Church. Same with all religions. There are terrible things that go on within all religions. Uh, what's, what's it you said there's a quote that Brittany said one time that I think should be on a meme somewhere. She, she said something to the effect of, if what describes you is an insult, maybe it's time for a change. Is, isn't that what it was? Yeah, because I just, you always run into these people where you'll be legitimately describing their behavior or something they believe, and then they kind of realize that it's insulting. And if it's insulting, what, what you are then maybe you should change and make make yourself better and not have those characteristics so that when someone is talking about you and describing you, it's not insulting. So I, this honor diaries, I'm going to play a clip and it's a little bit longer. It's not super long. It's not even, it's not, I think it's about a minute or so, but it's very important. It's a little longer than what I normally play, but it's very important. So listen to it. And if you can find the movie and check it out. It's available on iTunes. Oh, well, there you go. And here it is. The concept of honor, it's very difficult to explain it to Western societies. Honor is something that is carried and contained in women and is there to be guarded by men. Anything from wearing short sleeves, refusing to wear a headscarf, being seen talking to a man, those things can be deemed dishonorable. Thousands of women have been detained for dressing un-Islamically. Like this woman screaming as she's pushed into a police car. The honor system in Muslim-majority societies is really the basis of a lot of harm that is perpetuated against women. It's systematic, institutionalized misogyny. I was crying and begging him to stop. Then he put his hand on my mouth like this. I couldn't breathe. I was crying. But he used me anyway. The issue of forced marriages, child marriage, and honor abuse is a worldwide problem. When you do dissent with what is portrayed as mainstream belief, you are ostracized. There are threats of murder. There are threats of rape, physical mutilation. It's important to talk about what happens physically so that every human being, male and female, understand that the genitals of the female are cut. 
We don't need sympathy, empathy, pity. We need systematic change in the Muslim world. So, like I've said, and I don't want to belabor the point, but I think it needs belaboring. I think this, this, this is a dead horse that needs to be kicked. This needs to be talked about and addressed. That there, there is a massive population in the world that is being subjugated, that is being mistreated, that is being terrorized. It's not like there's only 300,000 Muslims in the world. It's not a small religion. There is 1.2 billion Muslims in the world. 1.2 billion. And some polls say that 10% of Islam is radicalized. If that's the case, that means 120 million are radicalized. That's half the population almost of the United States. Half. So that's like half of the United States wanting to strap on bombs and kill people. What I'm talking about isn't even radical Muslims. These are just average, your everyday people who 56% believe they have the right, the right to beat their wife if she disobeys. So going back to what the Honor Diaries is talking about with child marriage, this is, this is a scourge upon modernity. This is a scourge upon our entire planet. That it's 2014, we have, we have vehicles that have left our solar system. We are scientifically advanced and advancing great strides every day. Every single day, new things are being found out about our world in a scientific way. Yeah, and to speak to the child brides thing... 2011, they released some data on this that was in the Washington Post, and Iraq has 25% of women aged 20 to 24 that were married before their 18th birthday. That's So before they were adults and had a choice, they were married off 25% of women aged 20 to 24 in Iraq. It's terrible. Well, you know, it's... It's part and parcel, and it's right in line with, uh, with the Duck Dynasty guy. He was also advocating finding your wives when they're 14 years old because they won't argue with you, and they'll, they'll pluck your ducks for you. So, you know, it's, it's not just Islam. It's, it's certain factions of hillbilly Christianity that also believe these terrible things that marry your women young because they won't argue with you. It's easier to keep a woman— d- listen. It has been known that if you want to keep a people subjugated and down, you don't educate them, you keep them unarmed. That's what the British crown did for hundreds of years. It's exactly what modern-day Islam is doing in these countries. Keep your women completely covered. Some countries don't even let the, it's their eyes are the only thing showing. It's, it's an odd thing, and even here in Orange County, not L.A., <laughs> I'm sure it's in L.A., but it's there's a lot of it here. You'll be standing in Target next to a dude who's in flip-flops and shorts and a tank top. Or usually a polo. A polo, right, right. Reeking of cologne. Absolutely reeking of cologne. And next to him is his wife covered head to toe in a black tarp. The only thing that is showing is her eyes. Sometimes not even her eyes. Yeah, it's there's the... the, the the veil, the screen over mm-hmm. her eyes. Yeah. That's even going on here. That is, ugh, it's abhorrent. It's immoral. It's wrong. And we need to step up and say something about it. And, you know, people always do the thing where, 
well, it's just their opinion and it's just a different culture and it's no. just it's just differences of opinion. No, it's not really differences of opinion when people are cutting off the clitoris and labia of children and beating women in the street. Right. And I mean, these things, that's that's not a matter of opinion. We know what's right and we know what's wrong. And people have human rights. They have the right to go out in public and not be harmed. To 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 go about unmolested. Yes. And and I don't mean molested in the sexual well, I do mean it in that sense, but also in the just the general sense. That just because you want to go to school and you advocate the education of other women and young girls, you don't get to be assassinated because of that. And thank goodness that she she survived the attack because now she's more of a voice than ever before. But no school, no driving, no voting, being able to be beaten whenever. The penalty for homosexuality in Afghanistan and all many, many of these countries is death. In Iran, which is considered by many to be a modern, a modern country and a, and a democracy, <laughs> fucking joke, they put homosexuals to death. That's absurd. Where's the outrage? Where is the U.N.? Where's the U.S. State Department that we're giving billions of dollars to Pakistan, to Afghanistan? And they're, they're saying that it's, that it's under the guise of security. What are we getting for our money? Because I don't believe it's security. We need to do something as a people. Maybe I'll put the State Department's information up on the Facebook page and people can write an email or call and leave voicemails. Because something needs to be done. This is 2014. Yeah, it just, you're, the defense of being entitled to your opinion, it's very often used to shelter beliefs that should just be abandoned because people are fearful of arguing about it and they use this defense of, I'm entitled to my own opinion. Yes, you are, but you're also wrong. Well, it's, it, you know, you, you hear this all the time is, they're my beliefs. They deserve respect. It's my beliefs. You have to respect them. No, you don't. Beliefs, I don't know who said it, but beliefs absolutely do not automatically incur respect. People, you should respect people, but you don't have to respect their beliefs because a lot of beliefs are shit. A lot of beliefs are terrible. A lot of beliefs are absolutely damaging, not just to other people, but to our world and our society because the farther we go along the timeline here, going into to 2015 and beyond, we are becoming a global, a world community. With the advent of technology, the borders are broken down because communication is so instantaneous. We need to cause our own Arab Spring where it relates to some of the, the policies of these countries and make some change because there's half the population over there that is being terrorized. Yeah, and kind of like Louis C.K. says, oh, they're my little believies. <laughs> That's kind of right, how right, people right. are with their beliefs. And I get it, you know, but shouldn't we be trying to base as many of our opinions and beliefs on facts as possible? If we know this stuff about these countries that are subjugating women and being abusive to women and these women are making a documentary trying to get their voices out there. They're trying to be heard. Malala is trying to champion education for young girls. 
we should be supporting these people and not acting like these things aren't happen happening. We need to exist within the bounds of reality and accept reality on reality's terms. And this is the reality of the situation. Where are all of the left-wing, bleeding-heart liberal feminists, women's rights individuals, where are they? They've already got their freedom. They've already got their rights. They've already been granted equality. Where are they for these women who want nothing more than to be free, who want nothing more than to drive a goddamn car? They're not asking for a lot. They're not asking for liberation from the burqa. Many of these women, they've been brainwashed into thinking that it's really what it's their honor and men are holding up their honor, like, like it said in the clip. Where are those women, the Gloria Steinems and the influential women's liberation movement women for these women? They need to stand up and do something to make a difference for them. They've got a voice and they've got a built-in platform and a built-in audience. They need to be doing something it shouldn't be me on a podcast that a few hundred people listen to. Hopefully that's going up every day. <laughs> yes. But they've got a built-in international audience. They need to be standing up and saying something. Thank God. Thank God. I say that euphemistically, but thank God, or colloquially, thank God for the women who are putting together this honor diaries. You know, that woman said it best at the end of the clip. They're not looking for empathy. They're not looking for sympathy. They want change. They want change. And they need help. And we should be not ignoring the problem, talking about it like we are now, and, you know, advocating for these women that are hurting. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's something wrong with the... Silence in the face of injustice. The typical liberal community that wants to ignore it. You know, I might want to change the name of the podcast to that quote, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Well, it's true in this case. It's true in every case. The only thing necessary for this evil to continue to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing about it. To sit by, to stand by, and allow it to happen, you're culpable. And I might not be doing a large part, but at least I'm speaking out and, and trying to make a little bit of a difference. And I would admonish you to do the same. All right, we're going <laughs> to bring it down to less, a little less heavy a topic. I don't know. There's bring it up, <laughs> bring it up a little here. The atmosphere. <laughs> it's kind of heavy in here right now. It is. Oh, God damn. So uh, the other thing I wanted to talk, it, it reminded me when I said not LA orange County Yeah. is <laughs> so often, um, Br Brittany, I've lived all over the country. Um, and, and Brittany's also lived places other than California. And we have friends who come in and, I, we were actually just talking to a guy today who lives in San Diego. Uh, oh, and he's a listener, so he'll hear this. And so many people think that where we live is Los Angeles. Yes. And we don't live in L.A. I know someone who's coming, who's supposed to be coming this summer and wants to go to Disneyland. And she says, oh, but I'm, I'm, I think I'll stay in L.A. because I want to go to Disneyland, too. Like, well, that's, that's a long drive. There's stark, vast differences between Orange County, California, and L.A. County, and even L.A. Yeah, as soon as you cross the border driving, you're driving from Orange County to L.A., as soon as you cross the border from Orange County to L.A. County, 
it's completely different. It's night and day. You, you said it best when, when you said that. What did you say about Seattle? Seattle's called Emerald City, Emerald City, because it's shiny and beautiful, right? Well, that's kind of what Orange County is when you're coming from L.A. As soon as you cross the Orange County border, it's clean, it's shiny, it, it's right. better. And Los Angeles <laughs> is a turd in the pool. It's just dirty. Yeah. it's Well, even when tourists come and they're, they're going to go down to Hollywood and Highland and they're going to see the stars and the man's Chinese theater. Oh, it's so exciting. That place is a shit tank. It is terrible. People get stabbed down there. There, there was there was a couple month run where every week someone was getting stabbed by a homeless person. There are a lot of homeless people around there. It's terrible. And people think, oh, I'll go and I'll hang out at Venice Beach. Yeah, it's that's also shitty, it's, terrible. It's not that great. And well, the roads. Listen, I I, I said I've said <laughs> coming back. Th- there have been times where I've I've gone to the VA hospital in Long Beach, which Long Beach has its own reputation. But that's in L.A. County. And crossing over, take PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, south into Orange County. And as soon as you cross the Orange County line, women's boobs get 75% bigger and 135% faker. It's, it's ridiculous. And also the roads. Oh, Jesus, the roads. It's an amazing transformation. So, so everybody knows Orange County, California is not L.A., and no, neither is San Diego for the really dumb ones who think that's the case. Yes. <laughs> so a little little geography lesson for you on the show today. That's been uh, kind of a nice change of pace, huh? Not just preachy, not super preachy about everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, I have a I have a a, a, a penchant for preachiness. I didn't know that. I think. Yeah. Really? Oh, now you know. Uh, I think that my calling was actually more Pentecostal minister or preacher i could tell you that if i was doing that right now i would be making a lot more money being a preacher i could have uh shown joel austin a thing or two yes except i have better teeth i don't know what his teeth look like i don't think i pay attention to that when he's talking it's it's like his mom had sex with a juicer oh yeah i don't know what that means it's (laughs) it's terrible It sounds terrible, but I'm not really sure what the specific implications of are. When he's talking, I just focus on how much he closes his eyes, I think. Mm, Yeah, he is an eye closer, too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. What a dick. Squinting and the eye closing, it's like giving more passion to what he's saying. Is that the kind of vibe he's trying to put off? He also has one of those faces that looks like it's been stretched out like an egg. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, well, it's only the, you've seen his wife, though. No, yeah, I she's good looking. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, why wouldn't she be? He, how much is he worth? Well, they did just get six hundred thousand dollars worth of offering, two days worth of offering stolen. Yeah, exactly. So that making, much was two, two days, days worth making, of offering. <laughs> yeah, totally. So he can look however he wants. He can look like Stretch Armstrong, and he's still <laughs> he's still yeah, getting but, some hotties. But Stretch Armstrong Strong had some muscles on him. Not when you stretched him. Oh, that's right. Well, he looks like Stretch Armstrong, except... In his face. In his face. He's kind of got that wrinkly look, too. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong didn't have that problem. You know, HDTV does not do a lot of people any favors. Although, Stretch Armstrong did used to have wrinkles when I would chew on him, so... Well, were you raised by a pack of wolves? Um, yeah, I was. Huh. That's, uh, that's remarkable. It was like a chew toy. 
So also, I wanted to talk about this. Two stories in the news this week. Wonderful stories about nakedness and break-ins. And I want, I want Brittany to guess the, 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 the state that this happened in. This could be a regular segment. So a woman is in – she didn't break in, but she's in a Walmart, and she's got a shirt and no pants on, and she steals, she steals wine. Well, I don't know how to do this. I'll tell you what. I'll just say it. She stole two boxes of wine mm-hmm. in a Walmart. Classy. Mm-hmm. What state? Pantsless. Pantless. Mm. It's probably, Let me give you three choices. Probably not Vermont. No, no, definitely not New England. No. It's probably not Connecticut. No. It's probably not mm, another state that is labeled classy. <laughs> it wasn't it's probably it, it wasn't even West Virginia. It, okay, now I'm getting confused. It's probably Florida. Mm, bing, 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 bing. Absolutely Florida. All right, good. I was worried. Awesome. And then the other thing that happened in Florida this week. Oh, God damn it. You ruined it. I, I couldn't guess this time. I the whole thing. Well, I'll just talk about it. I would have guessed Florida. A woman breaks in with only bikini bottoms on to a McDonald's, trashes the McDonald's, and then proceeds to pour herself some delicious soft serve ice cream. Oh, yum. They have the best vanilla cones. Ugh, Florida. What? You know, why can't we, why can't Afghanistan just annex Florida? Yeah. It, do us all a favor. It's funny that Florida has that image. There's actually a Twitter account that's dedicated to smashing Florida called uh, underscore Florida man is the Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all they do is tweet news articles that come out of Florida, and it's crazy. I'll just I'll go through a couple of the headlines here that have been tweeted about recently. Florida man caught having sex on picnic table asks responding officer, why can't you be cool? <laughs> It'd be cool, man. Police search for Florida man who broke into counseling center, ate Doritos, and clogged the toilet. Mm, wait a minute. They're searching, so he's not even caught. This guy's on the loose. Yes. Florida man will likely lose job as city official after police find meth pipe in a rectum. Rectum? Damn near killed him. Waka, 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 waka. Hey, waka, waka. Ow. All right. Florida man sets fire to neighbor's home in attempt to rid trailer park of lesbians. Well, you know, fire is really the only way to get rid of them. I mean, that's God used fire in Sodom and Gomorrah. So he's just, he's just following the, the Bible. Florida man walks into bar, downs $80 worth of shots, sets fire to trash can, punches everyone in the face. <laughs> he punches everyone in the face? It says everyone. Everyone. Yeah. $80 worth of liquor. That's a lot of shots. $80 worth of shots. Lights trash can on fire. Proceeds to punch everyone in the face. Yes. Man, Florida man. Excuse me. I have to specify a Mm -hmm. Florida man. Not like you wouldn't know. Florida man arrested for car dealership burglary. Left ID at the scene. Posted pics of stolen keys in mouth to Facebook. Mm. Winner. Floridian. 
Florida man facing two weeks in jail for eating evidence in court. Mm, it's like uh, that Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Mac always tries to eat the contracts. This actually just sounds like things the gang would do <laughs> from It's Always Sunny. That's exactly right. The, Charlie Day did all of this. <laughs> it's part of his Charlie work. So there you go. Florida's terrible. I think we'll, we'll, we're going to leave it on that note because that is an upbeat, wholesome family fun right there. Sorry for talking smack, <laughs> Floridian listeners. Yeah, I'm sure that we have hundreds there. They, I don't know that they've uh, mastered the art of using the iPod yet. Do people still have iPods? Yes, they do. Do they still make those? Nice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap it up with that, folks. We really appreciate you listening. Please get at us on iTunes. Rate and review the show. We would very much appreciate it. It helps keep us in the new and noteworthy section of our category on iTunes. Call the show. If you have an opinion, uh, I definitely voiced some strong opinions here today relative to the topic. If you've got something to add or detract or say against, this is an open forum. We want to hear from you. 657-464-7609. We really appreciate you listening. This has been I Doubt It for Brittany Page. I'm Jesse Dollimore. Thanks for listening. We need systematic change in the Muslim world. 